Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People, People. Welcome, everybody, and happy March. We are full-fledged into 2021. This is Natalina, founder and CEO of Rise Up For You. Of course, many of you know me. Super excited today to have the Workplace Solutions podcast and an amazing guest today to talk about workplace well-being and transformation, Naz Baheshti. And as you just launched a book, right, I actually have your book on my nightstand, and I'm going through it, so I'm super excited to just talk a little bit more about that. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and and then we'll go from there. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here today. Um, I am super grateful every day that I have discovered and pursued my passion and purpose and have an opportunity to live that passion and purpose every day. So I truly love what I do. As an executive wellness coach, I get to help leaders fulfill their highest business, personal, and social potential so that they can live their best life. And as CEO of Prana Nas, a corporate wellness company, I work with companies to improve leadership effectiveness, employee well-being and engagement, as well as company culture. I'm also a Forbes contributor and speaker and author of the new book, Pause, Breathe, Choose. Yeah, so you're speaking my language, right? Because Rising for You, we do a lot of um, great similar work. And so I always love having like-minded conversations. So walk us through, you know, before we jump into like strategy and different things that we can do, walk us through how you got to where you got. Um, like what's the journey or the story, you know, behind getting into this industry or wanting to make an impact when it comes to workplace well-being and company culture? Well, I started my uh, first job right after college as Steve Jobs' executive assistant at Apple. So you can imagine it was quite intense and stressful. And uh, throughout that decade, I mean, an entire decade, I went from you know one Fortune 100 to 500 company. I also worked at a startup, a tech startup. So I had a um, diverse variety of um, different types of companies I worked with. And I was really stressed, overwhelmed, just like everybody was experiencing all my colleagues. And there weren't any tools or strategies to manage stress or build resilience. Back then, corporate wellness or employee well-being was not as common as it is today. Yeah. And so it was really uh, meaningful for me to learn some skills and tools. Uh, for one, my yoga practice and meditation really helped manage my stress. But I ended up going back to school to become a certified holistic health coach and certified transformational coach and NLP practitioner so that I can uh, start my own company and coach people, uh, busy professionals, leaders, executives on how to manage stress and build resilience and really fulfill their highest potential so that they can live their best life, essentially. Um, I was inspired because there just was a lack of that. And now it's more common. But a decade ago, when I started Prana Nas, it was a very nascent industry to get into corporate wellness, as you as you know. 
So um, I thought it was really impactful to make a difference starting back a decade ago. And now I'm so happy to see that it's more common, but still not widespread in terms of like all companies adopting employee well-being programs. So there's still a way to go, but I'm glad to see the progress so far. Okay. So a couple things that I, I want to touch base on there. Um, you know, obviously we're in a very interesting time with COVID. So I'm going to make the assumption that you've probably gotten a lot of traction in the last year because I know for us specifically emotional intelligence, stress management, mm -hmm. you know, communication while working remotely, you know, really helping the team members, the people in general with these, you know, social and emotional skills is, is coming to the forefront. Is it the same for you right now? Absolutely. Mental health alone, I mean, before COVID was starting to get a lot of attention and focus amongst HR. Yeah. Now it's just skyrocketed. I mean, this is the main focus is around emotional intelligence, uh, mental health, just building a community and support in the workplace. Yeah. So can I just go back a little bit? So you you mentioned that you were Steve Jobs' executive assistant. Is that right? Correct. So what was that like? Because I'm sure there's people that are going to watch this that are going to say, Netta, like, talk about that a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, talk about that. What was it like? You know, did you enjoy it? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Well, I, like I mentioned, it was my first job out of college, so I had nothing to compare it to. I mean, it was quite a, like, you know, kickstart to corporate America. And uh, it was very, very intense. Steve was an intense man and but he was an iconic visionary so his intensity was kind of you know par for the course um i learned so much from him but in hindsight when i look back and i actually created my whole company and holistic approach to well-being is really inspired and influenced by him. He really prioritized his wellness, his well-being. He meditated daily, had a personal trainer several times a week, strong uh, relationships. And most importantly, or not most importantly, but also important is that he had major passion and purpose building Apple. And so that was, you know, something that was so meaningful and impactful for him. And he loved what he did. And he always said, you know, in order to do great work, you have to love what you do. And he loved what he did. And so that really helped inspire me to kind of think outside the box and create a company that, like I said, it was a very nascent industry at the time. And so he was a, a, a major role model for me to really follow your heart and lead with your heart and intuition and go after what you want and not just be stuck doing something because you think you need to be doing it for other people. Yeah. I, I love that you shared that story and that side of things because I, you know, I wouldn't have not known that information unless you said that. Right. So he inspired that, that well-being. I love that. Yeah. So again, you know, going back to today and where we're at, you know, you, you mentioned it, you know, you nailed it. I, I did a TED talk on this as well in regards to well-being, right? So even before the pandemic, about 71% of the American population were miserable at work, right? And the well-being was just suffering overall. Mm -hmm. Then we hit COVID and we know that that drastically impacted the entire world as well. So today, you know, what are some strategies, you know, even if anyone that's watching a couple things that you say, you got to do this now. You know, don't wait. Don't wait until a year or two years from now. Like, let's jump on it. What would you say? Like, where should we start? 
very basic baseline is like adopt a healthy lifestyle, you know, get proper sleep, at least seven to nine hours of sleep a night, eat healthily to give you energy and, you know, sustain you, nourish you. And then I really highly encourage a mindfulness practice, like especially if you want to strengthen your emotional intelligence, self-awareness, social awareness, and just for greater peace of mind, you know, and clarity of mind. And so mindfulness to me is, is really key. It's fundamental in my method of um, living your best life. And then of course, right now during COVID, especially when we feel so isolated, uh, keep maintain your connections with your loved ones and even at work with your colleagues to create that, sustain that community because we really need it. I mean, we're already hug and touch deprived, you know, um, so we need to at least emotionally be connected still, regardless of, you know, if we can't physically be connected, we can, you know, social distance, we can, you know, uh, remotely be connected and just keep those connections alive and um, really prioritize your self-care and your relationships. Yeah. So what I what I hear is really that that two part approach. Right. So not just the individual, like the individual has to do work as well. But what mm -hmm. are some things that, you know, a corporation can can model? Because I think that's what it comes down to, too, is that sometimes people they're waiting for the leaders or for the company to say or give permission. Right. To to take that time for themselves or to be more mindful. Mm -hmm. So what are and especially during COVID right now, sometimes people, the boundaries are, are not there. Right. We're working yeah. from home. We can end up working 12, 13 hours a day. You know, no one's shutting the office lights off on us and telling us that, you know, payroll is up. Yeah. <laughs> so so what does that look like on, you know, on a, on a leadership side or on a corporate side? How can they help foster this well-being? That's an excellent question. And I wish all leaders would ask that because I go into companies, I work with HR often to create uh, employee wellness programs. But I always say that the leaders of the company need to uh, lead by example and participate in the wellness programs. They themselves need to, you know, have those boundaries and not be working through lunch, working late, um, expecting people, their team to be answering emails after hours or working through the, you know, late night or weekends and actually modeling the behavior that they want to see, not just expecting everyone else to take care of themselves um, and themselves not be actually modeling that behavior. So it all starts from the top. And as, as far as that's, you know, self-care modeling good uh, behavior, but then also encouraging community and um, boosting company morale, especially in a time like this and, and over communicating with your team and really creating a sense of um, support, not just in work, but, you know, asking your team members like, how are you like not just how are you at work and what's going on with work but what is going on even outside of work Get, getting to know the person on an individual level because right now everything is i mean just us being in our you know offices and living rooms talking and like having kids and pets walk by you know in the background we are very much um now exposed to people's personal lives you know yeah. so so this is an opportunity, as, as terrible as this pandemic has been, it's an, an opportunity to get to know your employees and support them and truly listen to what their needs are and support them in the best way that you can. Just showing that you care, first and foremost, will, will go a long way. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. It's, um, you know, our motto is where people come first and it really comes down to that, right? So when your people are well taken care of, when we take care of ourselves, only then can we really pour into clients, growth and really the exactly. development. So we're definitely speaking the same language. So let, let's pivot a little bit and talk about your, your book, right? So pause, breathe, choose. Tell us a little bit about, about what it is, you know, what you dive into. I'd, I'd love for the audience to hear a little more. Yeah. So pause, breathe, choose alone. That's the title of the book. That's a method in itself for when you are, you know, feeling stressed or frustrated or just fatigued and you just want to take a pause. It's a reminder to take a pause, but that starts with mindfulness. Cause if you're not mindful that you're in a state of distress or whatever the case is, you won't know to take a pause. You'll just keep going, right? So yeah. mindfulness is is fundamental. And I, I talk about the MAP method and M stands for mastering mindfulness. And then the A is the apply better choices uh, to manage stress and build resilience. So there's seven A's and choices that you could take to build that resilience. And then the P for MAP is promoting yourself to the CEO of your well-being, as well as the three Ps. So when you put this together, it's a framework. The MAP method is a holistic framework to live your best life. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And the main thing here that you're saying is that your best life is not limited to one area, right? And I think exactly. that's, that's what we forget sometimes is that, you know, mm -hmm. it's that 80-20, 80% career, 20% kind of everything else. But mm -hmm. really building a successful best life is is everything. It's all the pillars, right? Your relationships, your self-worth, your career, your you know, romance. So, I mean, really being your best is, is that full model. The whole person, I like to say. Yeah, so, yes. absolutely. Become the CEO of your well-being, the subtitle of the book. Well-being is considered all areas of your life, including work and relationships, everything you just said. It's a holistic approach. So it's not just in one area of your life. It's being happy, healthy, energized, engaged in all areas. So you're showing up as your best self everywhere, not just in one area. Absolutely. And that's sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that. I love that. <laughs> So I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview, just some like quick rapid questions. So the first one is, you know, if you were to leave the world with one, one final message, I like to call it the golden nugget. What would your golden nugget be to us? Well, my golden nugget that I look back in hindsight, what Steve Jobs taught me is that well-being drives success. So pause, breathe, choose to become the CEO of your well-being to live your best life. And what would you say is a top value for you? So something that is an absolute non-negotiable. Non-negotiable is my well-being. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> kind of predictable with what I live, teach and all my book is about. So well-being is the ultimate wealth and I prioritize and value my self-care, my daily meditation practice, exercise, I have a gratitude practice, you know, eating, sleeping well, everything that has to do with my well-being, my relationships, a fulfilling career and a sense of purpose are my non-negotiables. Um, so it is definitely hands down well-being. Great. And I have one final question, but before we get there, tell us a little bit more about where we can find you, connect with you on LinkedIn, where's your book, so that anyone that's listening or that watches this later can connect with you and follow up if they want. So you can find my book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, dot com and in stores. 
uh, most retail stores, as well as you could just go to my website, nazbaheshti.com. And I don't know if you want to spell that or it'll be in the show notes, but yeah. it's, it'll be in the show notes. So nazbaheshti.com and then pranaz.com is my corporate wellness company. You could uh, find more about that there. And then I'm on all social media, nazbaheshti, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, I'm Naz Baheshti speaker. And then I'm also on Clubhouse as Naz Baheshti. Okay, great. Oh, you're on Clubhouse. We'll have to connect then. Yeah. Yeah. So you will definitely put all that in the show notes so that anyone can, can reach out to you and connect. Thank you so much for your time today. Final question is, as you know, our company is called Rise Up For You. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind for you when you hear that? I I love that, by the way. I have a nonprofit called Rise to Shine. So that's very uh, close. And I just love Rise Up For You. To me, it's about choosing to be at your best and not letting anything uh, bring you down. So upgrading and elevating uh, your mindset and behavior to be your best. Awesome. Thank you so much, Naz. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. For our podcast, Workplace and Business Solutions, we're here every single Wednesday. Sometimes I'm alone and sometimes I have amazing guests like Nas. So we'll see you next week and have an amazing rest of your day, night, morning, wherever you are. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.